Hey, it's another week and it's another podcast. And this time it's a uh, post shack attack. Yeah. Welcome, Matt. Hi. Uh, if you're joining us on the YouTube, which we do have a YouTube channel, you can see this instead of uh, listen to this. Uh, Matt is wearing uh, his his luchador mask. Tell us about it for those who can't see it. There's, there's not really much of a story to it. Uh, it's it's very colorful. It's a little tight around the nose, and uh, it's it's sort of squeezing the back of my head. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It, it's it's the hair. If I didn't have to squeeze the afro in here, it might actually fit. Um, uh, but no, I thought it was, I, I thought it might pop for kids on the YouTube page. Yeah. Maybe we'll actually get some money <laughs> from somebody. Speaking of luchadors, I learned today. I learned this week. It was you know one of those today. I learned things on Reddit that the um, the the basic premise of uh, Nacho Libre um, is actually based on a true story. Fray Tormenta, like the Father Storm um, in Mexico, he he wrestled for twenty three years to support an orphanage. Like was, a little was, kind of side thing. Was he also a white man pretending to be Mexican? No, 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 okay. not in that case. <laughs> Uh, but but no, yeah, he, there was a real real thing, and apparently it was it's the inspiration for for King, the uh, Tekken character as well. Um, so that's that's cool because I didn't know that weird um, wrestler Lion Man or whatever whatever he's whatever he is uh, was wrestling for a um, was fighting for an orphanage too. That's the backstory in those games because there's really no worthwhile backstory in any of these things. But enough about that. Let's actually talk about real wrestling that happened this week. Yes. Let's um, uh, let's start with the, the beginning of the week. Um, because I, I watched Raw. Uh, I, I generally turn it on as background noise, but I actually like mostly paid attention to it this week. Um, and we have a new champion yet again. Uh, Bobby Lashley is now the WWE champion. Uh, I know he's not your favorite, so I wanted to get your take on that. <laughs> um, you know, watching that, that last pay-per-view it was, actually was a good match. The the triple threat that he had. Um, it's, I guess it's interesting. Like, And I guess the idea is that they're going to give Drew McIntyre his real moment in, in front of real fans that really exist, assuming that they're actually going to sell tickets. But it sounds like they could just move into Texas instead if uh, if somehow they can't do it in Florida. Um, cause that's going to be a hundred percent open by then. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not excited about Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. It'll be fine, I guess. Well, I think the biggest issue just there is that they, if that's where they're headed, they really need to, to pull the reins on Bobby Lashley constantly calling out Brock Lesnar. Cause it, it's yeah. sort of counterproductive to any sort of feud build, um, with Drew. The other thing that, that really bugged me, I mean, it was inevitable that at this point that Bobby Lashley was going to get that belt. They played up this whole, this whole, you know, waited for 16 years thing. And it, truthfully, he didn't. He, he left. He wrestled for, what, two, three other companies. He had two different MMA stints. Like, he didn't wait for 16 years. He didn't get the belt. He took his ball and went home, and then he finally came back. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what really bothered me was the way they did the Miz. Um, I mean, he's he's been the company guy for for ten years now, um, and they God everything he did on Raw, short of getting absolutely squashed by Bobby Lashley and losing the belt, was amazing. Uh, 
Like he was supposed to defend the belt when the show started. He like talked his way out of it. And then they were like, you've got to come out here. You've got to defend it at nine o'clock. Like, so he had to have a kidney stone or something. Yes. Before I was so rudely interrupted by computer failure. Um, (laughs) He was, he was in the back, like Bobby Lashley was in the ring. They were ready to go. And they find Miz in the back um, acting like he's got a kidney stone. He can't wrestle. Basically they're like, okay, 10 o'clock. If you don't go to the ring, you know, put on this match defend this belt we're just going to strip you of it and give it to bobby lashley this is ridiculous so at 10 o'clock he goes to the ring the bell rings he rolls out immediately grabs his title and runs off <laughs> like wow. ultimate heel shit like the, <laughs> the kind of shit that you don't get to see anymore uh they they let him do it all all in one night wow. and then shane mcmahon sent a bunch of lumberjacks out to uh to hold him in the ring and then he, it, it was literally like a 30 second squash match. It was fucking ridiculous. Sorry. Wow. I, I blew my efforts at the, uh, the PG era with my Luchador <laughs> mask on. It got me a little heated. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't care that Bobby Lashley is the, is the champ now, but th- that felt like they, they wasted all of that, that they did with the Miz. Like let him pull that shit until payback or fast lane, yeah. not payback, fast lane. Like, cause hell, you don't have anything else that's entertaining. At least the Miz right. was doing something different. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, unless you're going to bring the fiend back so that I have something worth tuning in for each week like that, that was kind of a waste of everything they did with him Monday. Yeah. And especially when you think, I mean, on one hand, they're like, okay, we've got three hours to fill tonight. <laughs> we actually don't have to uh, do too much, but still that's a lot. So, yeah. Well, what about Wednesday? I, I didn't watch NXT, but you I know you've got some some highlights and some lowlights. It sounds like tell, tell me what happened there. Well, there were some there were some weird things. Um, they are essentially recycling the undisputed era uh, needing therapy because of Dexter Loomis thing. Um, this hmm. time, instead of uh, instead of Kyle or not Kyle Roddy, um it's it's Austin Theory that needs therapy because he's you know the Dexter Loomis thing, um, except that somehow Dexter Loomis has convinced uh, Austin Theory that they're like best buddies and they went on vacation together. He didn't get kidnapped. He went on. He's he's got him like like brainwashed or something. So he thinks he's his best friend. Um, so they're at least doing something a little different with it. But it, it it hasn't been long enough since Dexter Loomis caused somebody to need therapy. Uh, so that that was kind of a weird choice. Um, outside of that, uh, Finn Balor and uh, Roderick Strong had a match. Um, it was it was it, it was a good one. Uh, they're both they're both incredible in the ring. It was nice to see them give give Roddy a lengthy match. Um, you know, with Kyle O'Reilly getting all the attention, uh, it was nice to to have them put on a show with somebody else. Um, next week, Balor defends the belt against Adam Cole. Um, nice. I think there's a possibility that, that Cole gets the belt, but as I wrote in fantasy booking, that's because I've got much grander plans for Finn Balor, uh, <laughs> WWE, I already wrote all the dialogue too, for the promos. So if you just want to pop in there, get your ideas, I've got you covered until SummerSlam. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, fantastic tag wrestling, um, is the one thing I, I can definitely say from NXT this week. 
the women's Dusty Cup winners, um, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, got their tag title shot. Um, excellent, excellent match, uh, even for a match that had Naya in it. Um, just it, it was it was really really good. The ending sucked. Um, it was one of those where they're they've got to do this match again, sort of botched BS endings. Um, so which, what happened? I didn't look it up. Okay, so how did how did it end? Uh, Shayna can you even describe it? Shayna had Dakota Kai in the 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 clutch, and Dakota Kai somehow didn't pass out in the clutch. She crawled all the way to her corner and made the tag. Well. Raquel Gonzalez got in and broke up the hold, and then she went over and tried to kick Naya off the apron, but Naya ended up jumping down and pulling her to the outside. They ended up tackling each other over the announce table. Uh, when she went to kick Naya, somehow, and I, I, I completely missed how it happened, somehow the referee got knocked out. Oh. So back in the ring, Shayna still didn't know a tag had been made, so she locked Dakota Kai back in the, in the clutch, and Adam Pierce came out with another referee and sent him down there to like call the end of the match. So she, hmm. she knocked out the competitor that wasn't the legal person all the while the commentary desk is like pissed off as hell about it. Just like I was watching it. Cause it, it, yeah. it sort of, it really did. They put on a great match and it was, it was sort of a, a, a bummer that that was the ending that they went with. Um, so I'm curious to see yeah. how they fix that. Um, the other tag match, uh, Champa and uh, Thatcher took on the tag champs of Lorkin and Danny Birch. Uh, fantastic match! I think that uh, for the for a, a title shot. No, um, I don't match, believe it was a, a title match. I don't believe it was. Um, it may have been just because MSK is hurt. And they were supposed to defend mm. the titles, but I don't think it was a title match. But in any event. Excellent match. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that they got all the positive feedback from the Pete Dunn-Finn Balor match, being a little more slow, a little more methodical. And they put four yeah. guys in the ring in this one that could absolutely do that in a tag match and uh, keep it entertaining. So that was yeah. that was an excellent match. I, I very much enjoyed that. Wow. So aside yeah. from the aside from the clip I saw of of Shaq taking a monster bump. Yeah, speaking of speaking of entertaining tag matches, uh I had very low expectations and I think that's exactly what anyone should do going into any of these celebrity matches. Uh we've seen Shaq wrestle in person at WrestleMania 32, but he was in a multi-man match and he was this tiny to where <laughs> We think it was Shaq, like one of those type of things. I'm still not convinced we saw Elton John at that one concert that that one year uh, in Atlanta. Um, uh, so we've seen him, and he did well in 32. But you know, partially, partially just because he's a big guy, like it's hard for those guys to stay in shape. But he he moved around pretty well. He's in good shape for I think he's probably up in the upper end of 40 or maybe early fifties. Yeah. And, and for a guy, for a guy, his size that played basketball for all those years, the fact that he could still move like that, given all the knee problems he's got to have is, is a little, yeah. a little amazing. So he, he put on a great show. Like he had it. I, you know, honestly, I think the weakest, weakest part of that whole thing, I think red velvet's great. I think, I mean, Cody's great. Shaq was great. 
Jade Cargill still comes off a little wooden to me. Um, she's definitely got some fire. I just feel like I like I don't really feel that she feels what she's saying. Like I don't think she's there yet. Yeah, she's not being authentic. I don't think. Um, I think she's playing too much of a bad a bad guy. I don't know. Maybe maybe that that is, but she just feels like a little little stilted there. But um. But I mean, she's physically she's impressive, and she she did a she did a good job in the match. That, that's just my only thought. It's just like her promos are a little weird uh, and just don't quite get there. Um, but uh, and then they just also make fun of uh, uh, Cody's package, I guess, um, uh, which is just also weird to see on television. Um, and then not the Attitude Era, but yeah, overall it was it was great. Um, the women's final uh, for the uh, for the for the tournament to determine. Uh, Sheeta's cha- uh, championship, like that, was an excellent match. It was, um, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this name probably. Ryu Mizunami, I think, is her, was her name, and the versus um, Nyla Rose, and I think that was like the correct choice on the Japanese side because I mean, short of Aja Kong, who's also just physically impressive, like she's kind of bigger and sturdier and stuff and a really good match against Rose. Like they, I thought they did an excellent job and I'm excited to see Sheeta against someone with definitely a different style of, of, of match than maybe we've seen for the, you know, if it was Sheeta versus Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, even like, uh, cause we've, we don't want to see Nyla Rose again. So I'm glad that doesn't happen, but yeah, it's interesting. Cause it, it seems like all the results of these, this tournament has been kind of, not expected so that's been kind of refreshing not like any of these wrestlemania plans where you kind of know exactly where everything is going right now um but yeah uh it was a good show and oh and it brings us to the next thing we're going to talk about paul white showed up and he said that he's got the scoop on a huge star that's going to change the game and he just wanted everyone to know he knew it before everyone else. And who could that be? You know, who could I, it be really? I, I, they, they've had a kind of a proclivity for hiring the, uh, the older, older generation here lately. Um, so the more I thought about it today, like we, we talked about it earlier. It's, it's most likely somebody that he knows pretty well. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, who the hell could that be? Um, and I, I kind of ran through a, a short list. Like, I don't know that Mick Foley can physically do it. So it's, I, I, I kind of checked him out. Um, it's, I, there's, there's no way in hell that, uh, the rock has time. <laughs> John Cena's trapped yeah. in Vancouver. Um, Batista as well. Like they're all, all these guys are, are doing movies and TV and like, yeah, they don't have time to, to balance this. Even like, um, uh, women's wrestler, uh, she played Tame, the welfare queen on glow. Like she was going to go away until that. And she did go away for, uh, partially because of injury and then partially because she was doing glow. Uh, and then they didn't ultimately finish because of COVID, but, um, but she went away. So yeah, awesome Kong. Now I I didn't know that he referred to it as a huge game changer. 
Because I find the word game incredibly okay, interesting. I don't know if he said game changer, but yeah, he's he just he did say he did say huge, which just makes me think that uh, you 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 mentioned it could be uh, Zelina Vega, which would be uh, the irony of ironies if uh, if it's the, the hugest thing. And also, yeah, I, it made it sound like it's someone that's going to move the needle to someone that's going to like get ratings or get you know really make. AEW even more legitimate than they they already are at the moment but i just i don't know who's available who's who's willing and stuff and cm punks uh, shut the door as well which of course people were um going going on and on about i just uh i mean i would love to be cena that that if dream scenario if no one was working on tv or movies or anything like that seeing cena mix it up with all those people uh, tagging with Jurassic Express for some reason, I feel like he's a guy that would tag with them. Um, I think he would have a great time with Dark Order. I, like, I think I think Juan Cena could join the Lucha Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Death Triangle. It, it'll be Death Triangle. Won't even explain why the fact that there's four guys in Death Triangle. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I um, mean, because you, I, I, I don't know. I mean. I, I dream for me, obviously I'm, I'm still hung up that I didn't get X-Pac in the Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> but I, I also kind of went back, you know, based on that, that, that train of thought that it, it's gotta be somebody that he knows. Um, and I was trying to think who else was NWO outside of Hogan, obviously, because Tony Khan has already kiboshed that like, yeah. to hell and back there ain't no way in hell he'll ever even get a ticket unless he buys it and even then tony khan may kick him out um so i mean you're talking about razor ramon and kevin nash at that point and then it's just like i mean there were a billion people in nwo but like neither I, of those guys bodies could handle anything like they they didn't keep themselves in <laughs> together like sting did so yeah i mean yeah. i i don't i i mean conan's got his own thing going on is Disco Inferno still alive? And then, then we get to the point where it's just like, no one's going to care about these yeah. guys. I mean, so. Raven might pop the needle for like two dudes that I know, but that that's about <laughs> it. I mean, it's going to be Shane McMahon. See, that, that, that. when you just said Game Changer, Adam Pierce was the official that came out on NXT. <laughs> I mean, the only the, you say game, and I go straight to straight to uh, straight to the big dog there. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with his performer contract as opposed to his executive deal. <laughs> He's long said, "Never say never." Yeah, that that would be the the craziest of crazy is Shane McMahon, short of Vince McMahon, which he's not going to wrestle. And that would even be a weirder on-screen thing, um, but yeah, and I don't want to see that happen. But Shane, I'm I'm welcome, welcome. Come Shane, come here. Although Let's if it, do this. if huge was the the giveaway, it could just be like the fucking great Kali or something, and nobody's gonna give a shit <laughs> unless we get another one of those what the Bengali prison death matches or whatever. <laughs> Where Randy oh, Orton yeah. almost died like nine times because the bamboo was cut sharp at the ends, and you couldn't, 
and you couldn't see anything that was going on. Not really. I'd have been so pissed if I'd have bought a ticket to that show. <laughs> uh, well, uh, speaking of shows, we'll talk about the one that you're not going to uh, this week, which I probably jinxed you last week from uh, for mentioning uh, that you were trying to get tickets. There were uh, some. I, I'm, I haven't completely shut the door. There were some on StubHub today. The forbidden door. But... I can't, uh, in good conscience, give two hundred and eighty nine dollars a ticket for a four pod if I'm the only one going. Oh. <laughs> um, they were okay seats, but yeah, I mean, if if a reasonably priced single were to pop up uh, between now and let's say midday Saturday, uh, I st- yeah. I check pretty regularly, so who knows? Yeah. Um. Well, let's start off. We got the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. Um, and I can't make out everyone in this image, but we definitely have Uno, uh, and Stu Grayson for the Dark Order. Um, looks like, I, I want to say this is Silver and, and, uh, um, who's the guy that Silver normally tags with? I think we have two Dark Order entries no, here. Number 26. I don't know. They're basically, <laughs> they're Slipknot to me at this point. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Corey, I don't know any of them. So we got Santana Ortiz, the butcher and the blade. We got private party. Um, and then it looks like, it looks like they have a, a picture of the claimed on here, but that's um, not going to be happening because Max Caster is in the ladder match. And, uh, or maybe I got it back. No, I think I got it right. Max Caster. Um, and then the other one is uh, apparently nursing an injury. So that tag team is kind of on, hold in a way it looks like he's sticking around pulling like a Britt baker type of thing and supporting uh max but he won't be wrestling um for a little while was is that um th2 what which team no it's like some big dudes i don't know maybe there's guys that are on dark or something it's on the i'm looking at a thing on their web page and it's on the oh. far left um i'll share you the link because we have a little chat thing um yeah, so I'm assuming those guys in it. So who who do you want to win? Uh, I kind of want to see. Uh, to be honest, I want I want to see Ortiz and um, and Santana. I, I want to see those guys uh, go for the gold there. Who are those wild Samoan looking dudes? That's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm still waiting for them to to like really break out this whole um God, I'm spacing on his damn name. Um but I I I I'm a huge fan of Butcher and the Blade. Um yeah. I think they're fantastic. Um and I, I, I would like to see their whole little group start to little by little kind of get a little further up the card each time. Oh um, Eddie Kingston yeah, and friends? Ed, Eddie Kingston. I yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Um <laughs> Probably because we just named like a hundred different wrestlers, and it's just all at once. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely. Um, it, it, out of all of them, like I said, I, I can't keep up with who any of these guys in the Dark Order are. Once Brody Lee died, I, I kind of lost my Corey Taylor, and now the rest of them are just the, the, the instrumental players in Slipknot. So I, I don't know who any of them are. Um, but yeah, I. Santana and Ortiz are great, but I do. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Butcher and Blade. I I might actually be wrong. That might actually be Top Flight. I think that's actually Top Flight, not the Acclaimed. Uh, and that they maybe they were never in it. 
Oh, on the far right. Yeah. I get I get the acclaimed and top flight uh method like flipped every now and then. Um and then uh we'll go on to that because speaking of the acclaimed, um the face of the revolution ladder match, we now have Max Caster in there. So that's Penta, Lance Archer, Cody, Scorpio Sky, and Max Caster with a six member of this this match is still to be determined. So Tony Khan did mention that the uh, the per the huge announcement of who's going to sign is separate from whoever is appearing in this match. Uh, this oh. the six entrance. So it, it's not going to be whoever the six entrant is. Not going to be. It's not going to be a Brian Cage situation where like last time we had a uh, a secret competitor. Um, it, I mean, it could be someone else as well that doesn't wrestle for AEW. But I feel like we're getting pretty slim on who's available left in the independent world. Um, because there's ever since there's not anything going on, it's just everyone's kind of working for some company or another. Well, it's a ladder match. So sort of career. If I'm taking a, a stab in the dark at who it is, I'm going RVD on this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think out of the out of the people I know are in the match, um, I, 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 we all know. Well, I don't know if our listeners know. I openly admit i have an, a wicked man crush on cody rhodes um not even gonna lie <laughs> to but to the point where you almost ch- chased him down uh chilies in las vegas yeah i was also <laughs> i was also in a state where i i just don't know where my driver's license ended up um yeah i love scorpio sky and not just because i met him at that weird show in uh in gwinnett and he was like the nicest guy on earth he is a fantastic talent um but truthfully, they have got to do something with Lance Archer, like got to. Mm. So this is this is the start of that. Um, I, th- I think, and and then they get yeah they get a shot at the the TNT title. So that's correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Get, let's put that belt on Lance Archer. Let's go back to the the open challenge each week. Because um, I I think it's it's believable for Lance Archer to kind of steamroll his way through weekly title defenses uh yeah just looking at him and the way he's been uh kind of built up so i I, i'm gonna go with lance archer yeah that's i think that's a good good uh good get i'm just gonna go automatically uh go with whoever this six person is that's who i'm gonna go with (laughs) i think these are all great (laughs) matt's pointing at himself so we'll see oh no Uh, that's what you still rvd rvd okay (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) Uh, although it would be where, weird if you show up in an ill-fitting um, luchador mask and like barely, barely any training. Um, so next we got the big money match: Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go over Hangman. I don't want him to lose his money, <laughs> and Matt has plenty of it. So, uh, so I think I think it'd be fine, and I, he'll find a way. Matt will find a way to weasel out of it anyway. Yeah, I would but, I, I would actually I think I would take Matt Hardy in this one mostly to see Matt Hardy weasel out of having to pay it. And uh <laughs> when Hangman loses, you know, we get drunk Hangman. So it's it's kind of a win-win for for the fans. And I'm sure there'll be some more dark water uh involvement. Um it is just crazy when when John Huber died that the 
just how that group instantly became faces, um, which they were kind of on their way there, but with uh, being the elite, but they definitely just instantly became like, how, how can you stay there? Um, next, we got Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Sting and Darby Allen in a death match uh, or street fight, I guess. Might as well be. Death match. I guess we could have two, two death matches. be a death match, but um, I, I, I think anybody that, that doesn't assume Sting's getting a win in his first match in a, however long it's been is uh, is putting money on the wrong horse here. How cinematic do you think this is going to be? I actually thought it was going to be completely cinematic, but then he took those power bombs, and I don't know, man. I think I think there might be elements of it where maybe they leave the ring, and it's like kind of pre-recorded. But I think I think the match starts in the ring and maybe ends in the ring, I, and maybe they play a video package they pre pre-recorded. I think it was Excalibur. It was either Excalibur or Jr. I, I, I saw on a podcast said that. Um... You know the the trainers and the doctors. Sting is a hundred percent cleared. Like, mm. can full blown go? Um, I still think they're gonna ha- kind of keep kid gloves. Um, Darby's gonna take the worst of all the bumps. I don't think they're gonna have to go too cinematic with this thing, mostly because Sting's not gonna be the one getting hit with everything. Um, yeah, and we've we've literally watched Brian Cage try to kill Darby probably ten times. Um, the power bomb <laughs> while he was in the thumbtack filled duffel bag. Uh, yeah. I, I thought he was dead. Uh, that bag <laughs> did not move for a while. Um, so, but yeah, I, as much as I love Brian cage, I really wish we could get to the point where he just starts defending that FTW championship. Uh, yeah. So that he's got something else to do. Um, Cause this whole Darby Allen thing, I, I, I don't think it's the right the right fit for him, but there's no way I'm voting against Sting on this one. I mean, you're talking about Archer winning the the face of the Revolution ladder match. I actually think uh, a Lance Archer Darby Allen match would be quite fantastic. I, I do too. Um, I think yeah, I think that'd be great of, for a, a, a semi bigger. Well, Lance Archer's a, a decently big dude. Um, he's he's got a lot of mobility. I think they could put on one hell of a show. Um, and Darby takes a beating and he works well with big guys. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that would be a hell of a match. Yeah. Uh, next week we have uh, Hakurashita versus Ryu Mizunami. Um, or at least I'm assuming that's who it is. And I'm not just actually remembering the name of the person that lost uh, yesterday. Um, I I mean, I'd, I'd love Shida. I can't uh, vote against her. I think it will be a very good match uh, because it is a different different body type for her to go against. So I think that'll be uh, quite, she's, she's going up against a powerhouse. So I think it'll be uh, quite a good match. Um, and I'm kind of interested to see where they go from there. Like, honestly, if this huge game changing announcement, it would be amazing if it's some kind of like huge get on the women's side. Uh, the only person I could think of really though, that would fit that would be like Becky Lynch really. But and I don't think she's ready quite yet to come back from maternity leave. And I don't think she's going to abandon WWE when she kind of figured it out. Yeah. I, I, over there. I think after the bloody face, they, they extended her for like a decade. So yeah. Um, um, I, it, but I, I don't know where they go from there. The, the championship tournament was good. Um, it was, it was really good. And then, but I, I don't know, like who's the, who's the next challenger and stuff like, so hopefully they open that door Hopefully they they set some stuff up for what's next instead of just kind of like blindly going ahead 
um, NWA power is starting back up soon. So that does mean that uh, it does mean we might see less of Thunder Rosa, at least. It seems like they're the the door is still open between NWA and AEW for sure um, with the the show, because I think they're appreciative of kind of them keeping it alive a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a little bummed that we might see less of Thunder Rosa, at least on, on Dynamite. I know we, you should be able to f- find her on other things, but still. Um, do you have any, I mean, you didn't watch last night's Dynamite yet, so you don't, you don't have really a, a thought of the, her competitor, huh? No, I mean, I don't imagine they're going to have Sheeta lose, but then they've, they've sort of backed themselves into the same corner that, uh, NXT has with EO. Um, when mm-hmm. you, when you've just run wild over the entire locker room, uh, you, you have no believable contenders and then that's when your division gets stale. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw out a, a, a wild ass uh, guess as to who could who could be the the huge get that Big Show has mentioned. Well, er, Paul White has mentioned <laughs> the Go Big Show. <laughs> That's his new name now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna corporate say, synergy. Bring us a legend, man. Let's uh, let's sign Trish Stratus to come out here and challenge for this shit. I mean, she proved she can still go. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, let, let's do something. And I, I really would prefer, I'm with you, I would prefer that their their huge get is on the women's side. Because um, as, as we've kind of pointed out, there are a lot of people on this men's roster and not a lot of them have much to do. Um, that's why you get these weird, well, these weird uh, Brian Cage versus Darby in the, the 92nd time they've had a match. Like, because they have nothing else to do with Brian Cage, but they're probably paying him a little more than than most. So, you got to do yeah. something with him. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of people on on Dark too that they've built up, and there are some women over there, but not as many women as as there are the men. So, uh, I think even CM Punk, someone did a, he did a Q and A this afternoon. And he was like, he already shot down. He's like, no, it's not me. And he was like, I think they should just use who they have, like, you know. But you know, hopefully, it'll be someone cool. Um, but the, he acknowledged too that they have a pretty pretty large roster at this point. I mean the only the only thing I can think of, truthfully, is the, if Okada shows up like that. It's literally the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean for me that would be huge. Uh, I have an Okada action figure coming uh, really soon, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, to see him more often would be great. But he was wrestling just like I think last night um, live, so in Japan. So there isn't the the two week quarantine thing like there is there. So he could come this direction and not not it not be too like he could just wrestle the next day at that point. But Florida, um, yeah, <laughs> thanks Florida. Um, but yeah, it would limit him as far as going back to Japan. Yeah. So so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's what's coming next. Um. There is the tag team championship match with Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. Uh, to, to me, Young Bucks retain here. Like, I think someone, uh, I think they did a little Q and A thing, a little press conference thing, and Bischoff uh, showed up to ask, like, why would you, why would you at- attack someone's parents? Like, that's just you're just firing them up for no reason. They they could have you could have had a much easier match. Um, so I agree, and I think you know Sammy Guevara might. Uh, rear his head as well to uh, 
to help the Young Bucks in some degree. So uh, I would be very surprised if it's MGF because typically there's not too many title changes at all with the exception maybe of the TNT championship. That's the one that changes the hands the most. So I don't really expect that to change either. And then finally we have the exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley. Before we get to my nightmare match, I <laughs> I actually I think this is this is going to be where MJF turns on Jericho and this has all been a ploy by MJF and Sammy. <laughs> I think they oh. I think they've been masterminding this thing the whole time to get Jericho the hell out of the way. Um Wow. Yeah. That's actually kind of amazing. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see if that happens. I keep um, I keep sending the resume to Stanford. And nobody calls. So. <laughs> well, I guess now you got to send it to Jacksonville, right? I I would, but then I'd, I'd actually have to send mail to Florida. And just, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan, please buy a team somewhere else. <laughs> I I can't do Florida this often. You guys and my family, I can't. I can't. <laughs> well. Um, you'll have a new memory if you do end up getting tickets. You'll have a new memory linked with Florida in, in such a way that it's exploding barbed wire death match. At least the last death match you're at, you will not be front row, even if you get really good tickets. Yeah, no. So at, at, the very, at the very best, I'd be like 125 yards from this thing. So <laughs> it's just going to look like, I don't know, like a, a firecracker went off uh, from my seat. Um, I don't do well. I mean, it's, it's definitely the paternity leave match, right? I think so. Um, I think he's going to take, he's going to take a bump that is going to make me real uncomfortable because I don't do well with it. Um, I think it's, you know, the last time that they got barbed fire involved between the two of them, I had, I had a real hard time getting through that match. Um, full gear. Uh, something like that yeah yeah where they yeah where no, they, that, that they, was a, they both went on to that uh what looked like a bed. bed frame that was just barbed yeah. wire yeah that messed with me a little bit but yeah i think that i think he's gonna take a super gnarly bump this thing's just gonna end by you know uh they're they're just gonna call it um probably i guess i'm a, a knockout um there's no way kenny loses that belt this quick um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, we do say paternity leave, but uh, Mox just announced uh, another match with Josh Barnett, uh, Bloodsport, the week of WrestleMania. Um, so he's kind of sticking around. He's not really going away, but maybe he might disappear from AEW for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so, he's got to yeah. he's got to survive to get to Bloodsport too. So <laughs> yeah, I I've never outside of that full gear match, I. I know John Moxley's previously done some real gnarly matches. Um, I've I had Pro Wrestling Crate sent me one of those those DVD compilations, and I got about ten minutes into it and was like, I can't do any more of this shit. Um, <laughs> so I know he's willing to go a little further than the, the you'd like to to see on you know a major program. Um, I don't know what Kenny Omega does. Um, in these sorts of matches. I don't know that he's, he's had a whole lot of them. Um, he's had some weird ones in DDT, like be- back before, you know, 
he really made a name for himself in New Japan. Um, in J- yeah, in Japan against Ibushi, he had some real crazy ones with some real gnarly bumps, uh, but not like this, not like these matches, but but still. He's done some crazy stuff, but yeah, maybe not as much as Moxley, maybe not as many death matches. So, so yeah. Um, well, that's kind of it. I, I mean, I'm going to be real nervous, like you said, watching that that last match. It's just one of these things where there's, like, I know these, these guys are trained professionals, and maybe we're just scarred after watching David Arquette not handle it well. Like, at least these two guys, you know, they're going to do their best, and it's going to be as safe as it possibly can. Also, I don't think Tony Khan would really let it happen if there wasn't some degree of uh, safety, especially after the Matt Hardy bump um, from a few months ago. Yeah, and for so. and for Matt Hardy, that was like should have just been like nothing. Um, yeah, but you know that that's that's the difference an inch makes. So yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> God, I hope not. Hey, like, like, review, subscribe. Uh, you, can, you can follow us on social media. You can uh, you can go to thedarkmatch.com and maybe read an article if we put one up or at least just see what other podcasts we've released. Um, but yeah, Matt put up a fantasy booking article the other night. So if you haven't had a good chance to read that, take a look at that. Um, but we'll be back uh, next Tuesday for our revolution reactions. And I'll and tell you what happened week. on Raw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>